the re re de 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 re revelation ship. <laughs> Revelationship Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Revelationship Podcast, where we show you our relationship, which is built on the revelation of Jesus Christ. My name is Brittany. Jonathan. Michael Hightower. Mm -hmm. That's getting old, but it's cool. Um, people have to know who I am, so let's have that happen. Okay. Um, and yeah, so we are back with another episode. Um, Jonathan thinks it's weird that I'm going to say this, but again, thank y'all for supporting. You could have said what you wanted to say. You didn't have to do all that. You all... You throw me under the bus. Thank you all for supporting our last episode. Um, I just, you know, being grateful is important. And I just want to thank you guys to our friends and family. Um, honestly, we were really nervous about... <laughs> I'm going to start over. No, keep it in. Keep it in. I have some words to we say. We were nervous about putting out that last episode. Y'all know it was really vulnerable. But um, we got some really great feedback. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it seems like the impact was really large. Um, and we're just grateful for how you guys responded. What do you want to say? I have to say some words. Go ahead. All I did was mm -hmm. say, you can't say... <laughs> It's going to reach a certain point in the podcast mm -hmm. lifespan mm -hmm. that you can't keep on saying, wow, you guys met us with <laughs> so much support. Thanks for the last episode. <clears throat> wow. Okay, you guys look, so much support. You know what? I get it. I don't want to be the one but that did not you... come back. Like, I want to be that one that came back to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so did, much. Did you listen to our pastor's sermon that one week on gratefulness? It's important to be thankful. I'm saying, okay, thank you. Yes, every episode. Wow, that last We're episode, you guys really just. <laughs> We're only on three, it's shocking every time so far. I know, but, and then the other thing was, Jonathan ain't want me to say this, but oh, I'm gonna say it anyway. He not grateful, but I am, like, I am also That's, grateful. You want me to lie? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm kidding. We're both grateful, um, but this will be the last time that I express my gratitude. Um, it because... doesn't have to be the last time. Oh, it's the last time. It's, it's not fine. the last time. No big deal. Um, Thank you for the last episode's support. So we're going <laughs> to jump right in. Um, sir, would you like to jump us into our first segment? Let's let's go ahead and jump into um, to water and wine. Where we drink neither water nor wine. Amen. 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 Okay. <laughs> we got glasses this time because Jonathan only bought one. So I um, didn't just bring one. You're not going to drink this whole thing. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I brought one because we're going to switch things up. We did two coffees, two, two, two uh, espresso-based drinks. Uh, this is a, a Sprite. Sprite ginger. Sprite ginger. But let them see it first. No, I'm, I'm trying mm -hmm. to make sure that they can see it, oh, you know? Okay. Camera's right there. All right. So, boom. Sprite ginger. 
as lemon lime and ginger flavored soda. It's like a so essentially it's ginger ale. It's well, no, ginger ale doesn't have lemon lime flavors now, does it? It's Sprite ginger. Let's let's not try to. <laughs> Tell them about your love for ginger. I really do love ginger. Um, it's one of those flavors that you can't put it in everything, but whenever it is introduced into something, it generally makes it a lot better. You hear that? That's ASMR. That's ASMR. That's ASMR. Why did you give me so much? Okay, all right. That's so weird. Okay. All right. Let's see how. You this ready? Is. Yeah, let's go ahead. Wait, wait, smell. It smells it's like, like ginger ale. No, it smells like it Sprite. It smells like ginger ale. It smells like Sprite. This drink needs to make up its mind. <laughs> it tastes, <laughs> yeah, it tastes like Sprite and ginger ale. Like, it makes sense, but I don't think those... Uh, it's fine. I don't think so. You don't like it? I'm glad you didn't buy two. You were right. That was a prophetic moment. I don't think it was all that deep. <laughs> I think I I think I looked at my wallet and said, I can't, <laughs> I can't do the same thing I did last time. You just got paid yesterday. <laughs> you don't know that you... I think that, uh... Do you like it or not, sir? I want to like it, but it's doing too much. What would you rate it on a scale of 1 through 10? I wanted to rate it like, wow, this is not... This matter what you wanted to do, but like, what can, like, what are you doing? I'm gonna have to say a 6. A 6? I think regular Sprite is better, yeah. and then ginger ale is better. He this mixed was the also kind of flat. I don't know. Like, it didn't feel. Mm -hmm. You didn't think it was flat. It's not about that. Mm -hmm. it, I think it was fine. I think, like, I need an analogy. No, please don't. I need an so analogy. So it was about like, uh, uh -huh. look, people don't watch past like seven minutes anyway. <laughs> we have to jump into the. I need the an content, analogy. Okay. Um, all right, so I would give it about a four. I'm not like a soda person anyway. Can you finish this? So we're gonna move on, um, jumping into our next segment. It's called Growing Apart, where we just talk about how God is growing us individually because we realize that that's gonna affect our relationship as a couple. Do you have something to say? <clears throat> how has God been growing you? What has he been saying? Yeah. We said Whatever. a lot. Oh, well, go ahead. But um, I'm not going to tell the whole thing. Just pick something. But yes, uh, so what God's been saying to me is like, we're more than overcomers. And you have the victory. I have the victory. <clears throat> My God. Um, But uh, like, because the Holy Spirit is in us, like, whatever does come against us, we are more than conquerors, like, basically nothing. Mm -hmm. Basically nothing. So, like, if you are 
saved and you're following after and you're following after God. <laughs> you can't just say oh, you can't I'm get yourself into situations now. But um if you're saved and following after God, like and find like you encounter something like you lose your job or something else, like be on the lookout for the greater thing that God's trying to get into your life because he's not gonna leave you there. Um <clears throat> Yeah, God's just been walking me through that, like things I thought I couldn't do, I find myself doing. And I was like, wow, mm -hmm. God told me to do something. I didn't think I could do it. I did it. And I surprised myself. I yeah. didn't have to give God the glory because... Because you didn't do it by yourself. Couldn't do it in my own strength. So, <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. More than overcomers. Yes. Go ahead. So for me, I guess this is less of something that I'm learning and more of something that God is like doing. Like, I don't feel like I've learned it yet, but like I'm going through the process. Um, it's just like, he's teaching me what radical obedience looks like. Radical. <laughs> and that he's not satisfied with us just, just like being Christians, like, following what, what he says for the most part, but not doing the radical things. Um, so I've been learning that like, I can, I've been learning to step out like when God says so. So even like putting up the podcast last week and like the speaking engagement that we did at um, the conference that we went to and like telling my testimony and all of that, like when God says to do it, I've been learning to do it immediately. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, I need you to. Okay, yes, God. Okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the yes, reason Lord. that I say that I haven't necessarily learned whatever I'm learning yet is because I'm in the middle of it, so I, I haven't seen the results of radical obedience yet. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of doing it. Like, I've seen the first fruits and all of that, but I haven't seen, like, what happens in the grand scheme of life when you lay your life down. Um, and that's the process that i'm on okay i'm excited to see what happens but i'm also terrified because god's making some pretty big asks and <laughs> yeah excuse me i don't know why i found that funny yeah but we're going into the meat of our podcast you're gonna now. introduce it the same way every time meat i'm gonna get into the meat of our podcast now I think we should just switch that. What? You got another word? What? What would you suggest? Since you want to do my job. <laughs> Since you think you could do it better, what the, would you do? What about a science term? You like science. The nucleus. Like the center of the cell. We could get into the nucleus of the podcast. I don't like that specific word. Okay. But I see where you're going okay. with it. It's okay. Jump in. Jump in, Jonathan. No, because you felt it so. <laughs> you felt it so. Jump in. What are we talking about today? This one's all about you. It's not all about me. <laughs> it's mainly about me. Yes, it is. Um, hey guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was depressed. <laughs> I was depressed. I was depressing. 
Uh -huh. Had that old depression. <laughs> what? Had that old depression. Will you look at the camera and stop looking at this? Tell your story, boy. <laughs> um. So yeah, we're gonna talk about depression and how it affected our relationship. Cause I Cause had it, did. <laughs> and how I overcame it. Um. If you haven't noticed, the boy really, laughs a lot. If not you haven't really noticed, a factor anymore. <laughs> So we're going to talk about how that happened, but the process of that happening. Um, do you want to ask me questions to start it off? I have no idea where to start. <laughs> Why don't you just start talking about like your experience with depression succinctly? So like the transition to grad school, all that, and okay. like why you became depressed and what that looked like in your life. Okay. Succinctly. So I would say, hmm, when I first started, well, no, when I moved here, mm -hmm. I graduated and got accepted to grad school and I came here and that's when it like first kind of started. Um, so I was like living by myself. I knew like three people. <laughs> Um, no family, no church community yet. Um, also a long distance relationship between me and her. She was still um, at undergrad. So yeah, a lot of things took place. And I think like my first, also I went to grad school for chemical engineering. No one told you that. Well, here we are, and well, God told me. But anyway, we'll get into that too. But um, if anyone knows anything about like STEM courses, like the first year, like they try to weed you out. And Even in grad school, that sounds dumb. <laughs> those core courses are ridiculous. And I was like, oh my God. Like literally like the math course we had to take, it was like every math I've ever taken combined and on steroids. So combined and on steroids. Calculus, <clears throat> differential equations, algebra, uh, 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 stochastic measurement. <laughs> we don't know what you're talking I would say, about. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> that was the problem. But, uh, it was a lot of, it was very intense coursework. And what just doubled down on that was, I was the only black person in my classes. Um, <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna say like that was the reason, like it was a multiple mm -hmm. reasons, but like being in that space where like, hmm, also dealing with like imposter yeah, syndrome. Yeah, I was gonna say like imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome, I'm sure a lot of you already know what that is if you're if you're watching this. But um, what that is is like you feel like you don't belong somewhere, and when you're the only black person, you feel like I'm probably like their token, <laughs> like meet the diversity quota yeah. stuff. I found out later like that wasn't the case at all. Really? Yeah, they actually like. <laughs> I expected more black students to come in and they were like, no, you gotta be qualified. <laughs> so right. they're not trying to meet a quota at all. It was just like, 
you deserve to be here. But before, I didn't know that and it felt as though that was the case. So, yeah. Um, Talk about like what that, like what did it look like to be depressed? So, <laughs> I say all those factors were in place. What it looked like for me was eventually I had to take classes and stuff and I ended up failing the first semester and I didn't know why because I tried my best mm -hmm. and um, I ended up failing my first semester. I was like, wow. And so I got uh, notification letters like, hey, <laughs> you didn't get above a 3-0. We're gonna need you to fix that. And so I was like, whoa, that's And you were on scholarship. And I was on scholarship. Well, funded well, or whatever. Yeah, funded. So they were like, basically, after that first semester didn't go well because I was adjusting and things were hard and I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't feel like very supported. Um, basically, after that first semester, what I heard was, if you don't get your grades up, <laughs> you're gonna be kicked out. Your dreams aren't gonna come true. You're going to not, you're gonna have to find a different way of like living here because you've already moved out here, mm -hmm. forsaken family and all to be here. But like, if you don't get your grades up in three months, then like, you're gonna have to find a different career path and you're gonna have to find some place to live too because we're yeah. not paying for all that. So I was just like, wow. It's a lot at one time. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had three months yeah. to like, okay god you told me to come out here and and do this thing and and in three months all of that is just in question now and so it definitely like hit my faith a little bit too and so i was like okay i'm gonna try my best this time and so um what that looked like was i was stressed out all the time I had this extra pressure, like this cloud above my head, I would say, of like, you gotta perform or else. And whenever you like have that pressure to perform, you kind of don't perform. <laughs> like a healthy pressure. If it's like healthy competition, it's like, okay, I gotta make it and that's fine. But if it's like, if I don't make it, my whole world crumbles, then you're probably not gonna do well anyway. And so like I find myself without knowing it like not able to get out of bed sometimes and like missing classes and becoming late to stuff not because i was lazy and like initially i was like man come on jonathan you overslept but then i was like i kind of like can't <laughs> like i'm like physically <clears throat> unable to get out of bed today that's weird that's never happened before and so yeah i was just like that's weird um but i just thought i was lazy and had to you know do things to make that happen i was just yeah. going to talk about like how i was experiencing it oh yeah so <laughs> i think i yeah her relationship it kind of suffered a yeah. little bit because of this because yeah. i was like calling her all the time <laughs> yeah so we were long distance at the yeah. time like during his first year well i guess the depression lasted for like two years or like a year and a half or whatever but for the first year we were long distance so he was in columbus i was a senior um in college and i was uh, 
like getting these calls about like he didn't get out of bed and like he didn't go to um work and this is like before Wait, you were getting calls from you oh okay get it. i thought you was someone you else calling was... me yeah i thought so it wasn't other you people, i thought other people were telling you stuff no i didn't know nobody okay I was getting these calls about he didn't get out of bed and like he was missing classes. And one thing about me, I really value like being accountable to the things that you say that you're gonna do. So like being on time and like all that, like that's one of the things that I really value. So the way that I was hearing, because he wasn't diagnosed with depression at this point like this was new for both of us so no one knew what was going on so like i thought that he was just being lazy too like he thought he was being lazy i thought he was be being lazy and that was um hard for me to deal with um especially being long distance i didn't know like exactly what was going on and he wasn't really like like yes he was sharing about the transition was hard and all of that but like I can't really understand what's happening because I'm I'm not there. Um, so yeah, so I feel like at that point, I was really starting to question like us. And that's like a big leap mm. to take. We were probably about, what were we like three years in at that point, two and a half, something like that. That was 2018. Mm -hmm. We're beginning of 2018. So yeah, like three years in. And we had like talked about marriage, of course, like we were dating with the intention of getting married and all of that. Um, but at that point, I was having a really hard time seeing him as husband. Um, and I think that one of the main, re well, not just at that time, like even when I moved out here. So like when I moved out here, then I was able to see it like firsthand. And like at that point he was diagnosed and everything. And I was able to see firsthand like what was happening. And like he was missing most of his classes and like not turning in like a lot of his work. And it was always like, for me, the way that I did school was like, yes, you can procrastinate whatever, but you get it done. Like I never didn't get anything done. So, I was confused about how like he was failing, but like also not turning to work. I was like, if you turn it in, you're not gonna fail. Like I was so confused. You know what well, yeah. So part of, um, I would say with that, like I felt that pressure. So like it wasn't anything you were doing, but uh, like part of the reason why I like sort of like compacted. Um, was like, I do want to marry this person. And the way things are going, I can't see myself in that role mm -hmm. either. So I was just like, not only am I about to lose all these things, because the letter came. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm about to lose all this. <clears throat> and it's probably going to cause me to lose you too. And so that like, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, whoa that's crazy like and the and the thing was for me i was just like so i i prayed about it and before i came i was like god what do you want to do with my life and i had gotten a job offer gotten a job offer as a chemical engineer y'all and i had never seen so many zeros before <laughs> and he was money and he was like yeah grad school like very clearly when I tell you 
and it was confirmed like uh through other people like my trusted like spiritual leaders and stuff they were like um what do you find more like like what are your interests i was like research and innovation they were like that's grad school <laughs> i was like are, are you sure I can't do that at, at, in the with a bachelor's? Are you sure? But like the way my like mind is set up, anyone can tell you. Like I think very deeply and ask a whole bunch of questions about stuff. So, um, and now like I was supposed to go to grad school, <laughs> but uh, it involved me like, okay, God, I will turn this down in order to pursue this opportunity. Um, and I felt like I was following God, but I followed God into a dilemma. <laughs> it's like, okay, God, yeah, yeah, anything you want. Because he has come yeah. through uh, so many times. And I was like, God, why would you lead me into a dead end? Yeah. And um, I think. And cause me to lose right. the things that you, I thought you gave me. Yeah. And like, that sounds like. A maturity thing like like how god was like bringing you into a place where you could be more mature in your relationship because like the same thing for me like god had always just led the way and like mm -hmm. the things were always great like got a scholarship to college and like uh scholarship here like all of the things and there was never any adversity in following after Jesus. Yeah. But I feel like when there is adversity, so like this was your adversity, but you're still here, you're making it up. Yeah. Um, and like, it felt like everything was crashing in, but that's just God showing us that like following him is costly or else everyone would do it. Like yeah. everyone would always listen to Jesus if it didn't possibly jeopardize their comfort or like, the other things you know but that was the thing i was like i already jeopardized my comfort yeah. like i turned down oh he said this. you won't jeopardize more <laughs> he said it's all mine anyway i was like <laughs> i turned down this to follow you yeah and then things got worse like um it's almost like with i think what, what I, in that space i identified most with joseph in the bible where he was like God, I had a dream. And he told his brothers, like, hey, isn't this going to be great? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, boom. <laughs> Go into slavery. And he's like, okay, I'm in slavery. Wow. Okay, but 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 now I'm working in Potiphar's house. And things are going well. And then, like, Potiphar's wife lied on him. And even though he was sold into slavery, he's trying to make things work. Like, she lied on him, now he's in jail. Like now you're just like, okay, God. That one thing after another. Like I followed you. Yeah. Why is it resulting in negative consequences? Right. And like, yeah, that, so that was my thing. I was just like, okay, it can result in one negative consequence and then it gets better. Mm -hmm. But then like, it's like, <laughs> I was here, I followed you, it's like, boom. I was getting my way up and then it got worse. And this is a, look, I was like, this is not a good, like, the chart, <laughs> I'm looking at the chart of my life. It's not heading in a good direction. <laughs> I'm saying Jesus, but <laughs> it's going downhill. Um, so that was my thing. And again, coming from like a prosperity gospel sort of like background, I was like, this is the exact opposite of <laughs> what following Jesus yeah. is supposed to result in. So maybe I'm not saved. 
<laughs> this boy all <laughs> Do you wanna know how many times you've questioned your salvation? Now uh, now you're not, good. Now you ain't gonna question but it. As but I'm forming the my number of conversations now. we <laughs> Boy, are you I don't know. Um but no, it's uh so that was the main thing. Yeah, I wanted to circle back around to like it affecting our relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to just talk about some of the like expectations that like I was coming into the relationship with. I grew up with um, like a father that like, he never showed any sign of weakness at all. So the first sign of like weakness, I was like, oh, well, this ain't gonna work. Like mm -hmm. this is never gonna get better, like let's go. This was probably even more than um, the beginning of our relationship that we talked about last week. Probably the point where, at least for me, I was considering most like walking away. Because at this point, like it was serious. Like at this point, we were talking about marriage. Like we were talking about engagement within the next year. Um, and I was like, I don't know if I want to commit to this. Like because also, like I was getting counsel from like people and like my friends and all of that um, who I trusted. And the, there were the one thing was like, you can't change him. So like, let's say depression never gets better. Like. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to have this be your life? Like, Absolutely not. <laughs> um, and uh, like that's one of the things that I really had to wrestle with and consider. Um, but also one of the things that I was also learning during this time that kind of kept me um, like staying here was that I can't expect him to exhibit all of the husband things when he's not husband. So like I wasn't giving him room to grow into that. Um, and I was like kind of, kind of like putting a lot of pressure on him just in his process yeah. of growing to be husband. Um, whereas like being as boyfriend, he wasn't even Beyonce at that point. Like as boyfriend, <laughs> it's not his job to provide for me. If you hadn't have overcome it, if you hadn't have um, like allowed Jesus to grow you and all of that, then sure, like walk. but. I feel like it was important for me to be able to give you the grace to grow. Um, because also like, I wasn't perfect. And like there were things that like, I'm sure you didn't want to marry in me. Like that, <laughs> that like I needed to allow God to develop in me as well. So yeah, it was one of my friends just like said that on the phone one day as I was like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, he's not husband. Like <laughs> let him be boyfriend and grow. Like, yeah. So, to continue my story mm -hmm. of depression, I had to get my GPA above a 3.0. At the end of the spring semester, it was not above a 3.0. And I was just like, so I'm gonna pack my bags. <laughs> I'm deucing out on Christianity. What are you deucing out on Christianity? I followed God into an unfruitful situation. God must not be real. You were you really involved in this? Well, I don't know. Like for me, it was like I'm trusting in Jesus. I'm reading my Bible. I am praying. It's not working out. So Jesus, like God is real. Jesus is real. Jesus loves me. Just not today. 
just not for the next month and he doesn't care about my situation so like i call myself a christian i was doing all these things but like something about a lot of things were like i'm just i'm just done so i say like one of the ways like i started to overcome it was at the end of that like first of all there was a grace there um where like i had the opportunity to redo those semesters which is unheard of crazy and i was just like okay but after they were like hey we're gonna keep you here you have another semester to get it right and we're gonna like reapply or stipend. I was like, great. <laughs> like, this doesn't fix my spiritual mindset of God though. Like, yes, it was a miracle, <clears throat> but like, I'm still in this space. And, and I was so, so confused by that. Cause I was like, boy, you got your second chance. Like Jesus is literally handing it to you. And he's like, nah. <laughs> I was like, second chance, my foot. <laughs> I was not in a good space. Oh. I said some words, but um, he was cussing. I'm glad that you've been delivered. <laughs> but um, so I was like, great. But at that point, they were like, "What's going on?" And they were like, "You should see counseling." Like, you have Who's like that? the school. <laughs> the school said, "Hey, bud. Um, whoa." And so that was helpful um that they did that and so i started there's like these free you get like five free counseling sessions or something like that so i went to like two of them and he's like so what's going on and i was like oh, i don't know and i was just like explaining to him my situation he's like that's common i was like what are you talking about like a lot of people during their transitions like you're not your family isn't here your girlfriend isn't here. You're not like really plugged into the city yet. Like it's a new space, everything is like, that's common that most people experience like transitional depression. And I was just like, depressed. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? What's depression? Like not what's depression, but like, am I, I don't have depression. Like I'm not allowed to have depression. And so like, I'm not only, well, mostly because of the fact I'm saved. I'm not able to be like sad. sad. Like, no, I'm more than an overcome. Like, more than a conqueror. Yeah. Like, I, I, no, <laughs> the joy I'm, of the Lord. I don't have strength. depression. Like, you have depression. I was like, I don't even claim it. I don't claim <laughs> depression. It's not my portion in life. Well, you can claim all you want. I'm saying what I'm looking at is depression. I was like, okay. So I got depression. That's interesting. <laughs> but it put a name to something that I was like, what is it? And so I started seeing, uh, it was like a couple of sessions were helpful. I started seeing another counselor and or therapist. I don't know the difference. All the same. As far as I know. I was like, I don't know the difference. I was a psychology major. So um, it's all the same. I started seeing another uh, therapist and she was just like, uh, she was, it was good because it was Christian based and one of the books like she recommended uh, was like talk about the warfare and the mind oh. um, or the battlefield of the mind. It's something by I think <clears throat> Joyce Meyer. Um, 
but she approached it from like that perspective. So, um, yeah, so how I eventually overcame that was I started getting plugged into a church. It's important. That shared the same beliefs and that was good. I was plugged into a church before, but, and it was a good church, but it just wasn't where I was called to be. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that helped. And um, she ended up coming to my school. And so that helped I take the pressure of the long distance mm -hmm. thing off. Um, so, cause she was going to grad school at the same school as me. So it's like a couple of things shifted mm -hmm. where like I feel more connected in the city. I have a little bit more friends. I feel not as much of a like isolated and outsider and you're here. So I have, <laughs> instead of just over the phone, I could talk to you in person. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so a couple of things shifted. I would say like the number one thing for me was acknowledging that this is what I had but then pairing it to scripture. And so what like the world calls depression, the Bible calls a spirit of heaviness. And God was just like, I want to deliver you from this. How do you get rid of the spirit of heaviness? With a garment of praise. Hallelujah. And so I was just like, I didn't know how, like I heard that scripture and I was just like, well, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> like I have no emotions <laughs> so thank you Jesus for my life and as I decided to be like more grateful like I just felt a little bit more lighter like thank you like I'm not like this is a bad situation it's not as bad as it could be it could be a lot worse and life will go on if I did and one of the things another person told me was just like if you did get kicked out of school, you're still smart. Like yeah. you still have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, you still have a whole chemical engineering. If you didn't get your bachelor's degree, you're still able to live a life. Yeah. Like if you didn't have a job, you could start a business. Like yeah. you're, you are a options. human being yeah. who God wants to take care of. So if it doesn't work out this way, there's other options. So mm -hmm. knowing that like there's uh, there's life outside of this mm -hmm. was one thing and um yeah so i started reading the bible more uh i was reading the bible before but now i was reading it like from a different perspective of like god does want to <laughs> take care of me instead of like looking for the cure Wait, how did that mindset change um honestly it was people praying for me Deliverance. People praying for me. Deliverance. Um, me being like, hey, y'all, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm about to quit. So <laughs> give me another reason why I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the church that Cancer I got. every altar call for like six It's like, if you have any. Uh... <laughs> Literally, like every altar call for like six months was like, you depressed? Are you depressed? Are you even kind of depressed? You sad sometimes? <laughs> like, every single time. And he would just look at me if like... If you're just struggling... Yeah. You just stressed? 
You lack in peace, like literally. If and you had a rough week. <laughs> if you, you didn't even let me finish for a second. I'm coming, I'm coming. Cause I need some answers. I need prayer. Yes. So people praying for me um, and being connected, like again, like part of the reason I felt so isolated, um, but part of the reason why depression has such a strong hold was because I felt isolated. So feeling connected to somebody and having somebody I could talk to and having somebody pray for me, it was just like, that meant the world. So that started changing my perspective. Mm -hmm. I went to the Bible now and started praying from, okay, God, you did give me a second chance. You did say go here. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's some reason as to why that is so i trust you i don't know what last year was <laughs> you got some explaining to about what the crap that was but i'm trusting you again yeah. and um like again my like beliefs even started to change so i was from the mindset like i don't have enough money to tithe i don't have and i wasn't tithing i didn't know that I wasn't tired. No wonder your life was a mess. I'm kidding. But it was that mindset yeah. that I was just like, tithe ain't going fix everything. Like, it's not salvation yeah. if I don't tithe. But, um, but God does bless the rest of your money yeah. if you do give him 10%. Yeah. And so I wasn't tithing. I barely believed. Like, even though I've spoken in tongues, I wasn't doing it. You wasn't doing it. A whole lot. And I'm not saying those are the cures. I'm saying that what God called me to was those things. Yeah. Well, and also like when you're walking in obedience, mm -hmm. like you can then expect like God's promises like, yeah. to come to pass. So like, not that it's the cure, but I think that he's calling all, like he calls all of us to those things. Like if you're struggling with depression, you can't like, those things are gonna help, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Or like whatever it is, like the obedience is gonna help. Yeah, so yeah, like God was calling me to go deeper into him and there was a part of me that's like, no. And he shook up my life until it's like, okay, do I have your full attention now? And so um, that's like, okay, God, here's, my time here's my time uh and even like playing the piano i was like i feel like that was my gift that like i chose what to do with it but he was like no it's like right plant it here in yeah. this community in this church i was just like okay i'll do that like that's when we started i guess like playing in the prayer room and stuff yeah around that time so what i would just say like what started the turn was people praying for me <clears throat> and then what eventually got like myself going like a little generator going was me praying and reading the word for me god used that to bring me to a deeper relationship with him yeah and like before i was calling the shots i would say in my relationship with him like i serve you god but not not tomorrow it's tomorrow saturday yeah. what we, like <laughs> i serve you all this time but you know, yeah. i want to do what i want to do and when those when life gets that tight 
he's just like, so I want you to do this. I was like, okay. <laughs> I There's no other thing for me to do. Yeah. I, I have no choice but to serve you. And like, there's joy that I get from serving you. Yeah. I would say that also your relationship with God was, was strengthened, but I think that our relationship was deepened as well. Would yeah. you feel that? Would yeah. you feel that way? Because, uh, okay, so like we said earlier, I was struggling with deciding if I was gonna stay, and then like you were struggling with seeing yourself as like eventual husband and all of that. Um, and all those things are very real. Um, but for me, I came to a point where one of my friends told me this too. I was getting a lot of counsel during this time. We was both getting counsel. Um, I came to, one of my friends told me that love is a decision. Um, and she was like, you have to decide to love the person that you're marrying or like whatever, like love in all forms. You gotta decide to love your friends, like decide, like decide to love. And like people aren't perfect and you can't expect them to be perfect. Um, and you can't only love them when things are good like when it's easy right like when it's easy um because even if it was the fact that like he wasn't depressed or whatever or overcame it like there's gonna be something else yeah. in our marriage um that i would have to like learn to love him through um so yeah like i could have left and like decided that like this wasn't for me, like, I can't deal with this, blah, blah, blah. Um, but instead I decided to love him. And like, it really taught me how to love better. Like, it taught me what it looked like to love him, like when he couldn't- When it's inconvenient. When it's inconvenient, like when he wasn't able to give me everything that I wanted or needed, like, um, like, I was still choosing to love him. And like, it wasn't like a a burden to do. Like at first it was, cause I didn't know what was happening. I was confused and all of that. But like, eventually like, it wasn't a burden to do. It was like, like I, it was fine. And like, I still loved him. Like I, I, I realized that I could still love him like even when things were hard. And I think that's one of the, like, I'm really grateful for that time, too, because uh, it kind of solidified, like, no, like, I want to do this with him. And, um, yeah. Like, because I was even, like, what if he doesn't get his PhD? And, like, that means, like, our life is going to be different. I was, like, and, and I had to ask myself the hard questions of, like, are you, like, do you just love him, like, because of, like, what he's going to provide for you or, like, what you think he's going to provide for you? Or, like, do you love him, like, for him? Um, thankfully, I decided that, <laughs> that I love him for him. I almost quit, so. Yeah, I know, he almost quit. And uh, that would have that been interesting. And, like, I wanted him to stay because, like, but it, it was like selfishly, like it's not like I wanted him to stay because he wanted a PhD and I wanted to support him in that. Like I wanted him to stay so that he could be a chemical engineer PhD so that we could have a lot of money and like be great. And honestly, that was one of the reasons I went to grad school too. Like, yes, God told me to do it, but my ultimate goal was graduating, getting this money. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> but now it's for a different reason. Like it's not to just do that. Because my thing was, I'm going to make a lot of money to give it to the church. 
I want to I want to build the kingdom, God. So give me a lot of money to be able to do that. And he was just like, I want to do that, but like I want your purpose to be different. Right. Like, and what part of that was is like bringing me through that. So now I'm more attentive. Like me and God are here <laughs> because of what I went through. Yeah. Like my purpose in life, like is very. <laughs> clear now it's not just to do this it's these are the gifts i've been given this is where i'm supposed to use them and it's just very and that's where part of the joy came from is realizing like i don't own my life i'm not mm -hmm. responsible for me being successful yeah i am but like I'm not at the same time. It's more time. like you're just coming into God's plan and like doing yeah. it with Yeah, like him. he created me for a reason. And if I submit to him, like my hard job is submitting to him. And then his job is to be like, okay, you're going to get joy from like using science here, not there. And you're going to get joy from playing music here, not there. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, I really do love this. He was like, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> but part of that required me like dying to my own like selfish desires mm -hmm. of pursuing stuff. And he had to like sort of like break me in half mm -hmm. in order to get me to yeah. get that process going. Yeah. And And then he restored. Yeah. Also. He sure did because you're still here. I'm still here, <laughs> still kicking. Yeah. And I got joy from serving him. And, uh, yeah, I just, like, even when, I think Paul, <laughs> but, uh, I think Paul was like, I counted all joy, um, when I fall into various trials and tribulations, it's like, you could still have joy yeah. that counteracts depression and the spirit of heaviness, no matter what you go through. So it's not the circumstance, it's your focus. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, if I do end up getting kicked out of grad school, I'm going to have a smile on my face. Yeah. And if I do end up, I don't know, just whatever situation yeah. I'm in, I have joy because I'm saved. He loved me. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, it's just, that's where it comes from <clears throat> now. Yeah. Instead of the external things. And um, I would say, like, all of that that you're saying, like, watching God bring him to a place where, like, he can say all of these things, like, and, like, where he is completely submitted and all of that, um, like, from, from this side, like, God was teaching me, like, this is the kind of man that you want to submit to. Because, like, before, I was like, I'll submit to... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Before, I was like, I'll submit to the guy that can provide for me without fail and like who doesn't need nobody and like all that, like I'll submit to that guy. Um, and like, yeah. But as I was looking at him, like one of the sentences that I said often was like, I don't know if I can submit to this. Um, and when I sign up for marriage, I'm signing up to submit to him. Um, but as God was beginning to take Jonathan to the place where his life was all for Jesus like um I began to realize like no like this is actually who I want to submit to like I want to submit to the guy who is completely submitted to Jesus because then we'll be good yeah. um and I don't have like I won't run into um 
a space where he's trying to, to do his own thing and out of the will of God and our family's on the rocks because he don't want to listen to Jesus. Like, I don't have to worry about that like as much because like I know that God has already processed him and developed him um, and I've seen him submit to Jesus with everything. Um, and now I feel so much more, like I feel more secure than I would have felt if you just had a really great job and a lot of money, you know? Yeah. Like, like don't you like feel yeah. more secure? And part of that also, like for me, like it's nerve wracking making, like hearing God say something and doing it when it doesn't seem <laughs> profitable. But one of the things that you were like, like that encouraged me was like, did God say? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, I'm on board. Yeah. I was just like, wow. That's pretty cool. But yeah. then like when I do that and God backs it up, like, yeah, I told him to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, that's the way things worked out. That's nothing but God. And yeah. like, it's like encouraging. And that brings us closer. Cause again, like that triangle thing, yeah. like I'm falling after God. And again, we're not married mm -hmm. yet. So I'm not this, like I'm not submitting to you right now. Yeah, but just like when you see me following after him and the signs of like, wow, yeah, God told you to do that. <laughs> yeah. People are being saved. Uh, like, <laughs> you have money in your yeah. savings account. Yeah. <laughs> when it don't, when like, it don't you, make sense. <laughs> you gave it away, but it's yeah. stacked up a little bit. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. So like, like part of that is just like God's backing up, like. Yeah, I did tell him to do that, and he is following after me. Yeah. And I'm Even though it led to depression. <laughs> well, still... it led to depression so, so I could that... have his attention. Yeah, so that he could change your desires and your mindset and, like, all of that. Yeah, and so I would say, I hate, I don't know. I, I hate to kind of say it, but, like, depression was a tool yeah. that he used to, like, Shape yeah. me. It's not like he caused depression. Yeah, but, like, but he used it. Yeah, <laughs> he used it for sure. And again, after the process, I would go through it again. I would go through that again if it meant I know as much as I do about God, and I have the relationship with you that I have again. Oh, amen. I would go through it again. Well, I don't know if I would be able to say that. But that means that you're a strong man that I want to submit to. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're going to wrap things up. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed this again. Um, and we hope, like we said in our first podcast, I think this is not an advice channel or anything like that. But we just hope that you guys get encouraged from us sharing our stories um but we also want to be encouraged like as you guys share with us um so we just want to try to cultivate a little bit of community in our comment section so so we wanted to pose a question for you all and want you guys to discuss this in the comments okay so do you all have any scriptures um or things that you've learned about God or anything that has helped you to get through like a tough time um, either individually or in your relationship whatever that may be um, 
we want to know because it might be helpful to us and we'll engage with you all as well um and try to give our insights but we want to cultivate community Indeed. yeah so that is all cultivate we again don't know how to end this but i'm sure that jonathan has an idea so go ahead jonathan this has been the rip rip revelationship revelationship podcast that's it you good that wasn't good no that oh that's the ending of our podcast today i don't know how to end it china you know what i want you to do close your eyes Start to uh, pray in tongues. Yeah, don't <laughs> Shut up. Okay, that's enough. No, be quiet. Okay. You told me to do So that? we're done, guys. Love y'all. And uh, we'll see you. No, no, no. Is, what is the prophetic image you're seeing? I'm not seeing anything. Have you seen any images? No. Close no. your eyes. Your eyes are closed. Close them. What do you see? What is, how is God telling us? God, give her the ideas right now. <laughs> In the name of Jesus on how to end this podcast. You better stop playing with Jesus. Give her the ideas right now. Out of rebellion. Out of Goodbye, y'all. Yeah.